0: All right, thank you so much for joining us tonight at Bible Baptist Church. Thank you for joining us online. We have some people that have joined us here in studio. That's what we're going to start calling it, in studio. And uh, listen, if you are interested, uh, we would love for you to join us here uh, uh, physically. And uh, this will be our last week meeting at 7 o'clock, just so everybody knows. Okay, we're going to move it to 6 o'clock, back to the time that it used to be pre-COVID, before COVID. Let's call it B.C., All right, so um, we're still in COVID, so we can't call it AC yet, but uh, nonetheless. So um, we're going to be able to do that. And so we're excited that we get that opportunity to meet here. And uh, if we get a bunch more people, we'll swing things back up to the pulpit and uh, go back to our regular Sunday night service. But if you would, please take your Bibles, turn to 1 John chapter 5. 1 John chapter 5, while you're turning there, just remember our uh, picnic coming up September 20th. And then our communion, I believe, is the week after that, September 27th. And revision night will happen at the picnic. So we're excited that we get that opportunity to do that as well. Praying that the weather will be at least nice, hopefully a little bit cool. I love wearing my sweatshirt and jeans, just so nice. It's gross wearing a sweatshirt and jeans in 40 degree weather. So hopefully that doesn't happen. Alright, uh, I do have to pre-warn you, this is going to be kind of a uh, thick message. And um, this this one took me uh, several hours studying, trying to figure some things out that I hadn't really uh, ever studied before. And so I'm excited to do so. Uh, I'm not sure that um, that I have the full grasp of it. In fact, I would uh, actually say I don't have the entire full grasp of it. But uh, the Lord's given me some things here that I'm excited to give to you. So my first question is this, have you ever tried to prove something to someone? Have you ever tried to prove something to someone? Have you ever said something to the effect of, prove it? Somebody makes a statement and you say, prove it. Well, proving something isn't always as easy as we would like it to be. But one way you can prove something is to get another person's testimony, another person's witness into it. This is how we run our court system. Uh, the the typical saying is you are innocent until you are proven guilty. And so in order to prove someone guilty, you bring in eyewitnesses, you bring in testimonies, you bring in all kinds of different evidence so that you can prove the person guilty. But let me ask you this question. How do you prove Jesus Christ? How do you prove Jesus Christ? Is there a way to prove Jesus? Jesus Christ. I mean, we talk about it and we talk about the fact that it's faith. It is a uh, faith-based trust and we understand that. Those of us who have known Jesus Christ understand that it is by faith. However, are there any things to prove that Jesus Christ was the Son of God? One of the things I enjoy most is hearing other people's testimonies. I truly enjoy them. I enjoy hearing, it. actually, uh, we have a gentleman here tonight, and uh, he told me his testimony the other day. I love that. I have had the privilege to sit down with dozens of people and specifically ask them about their salvation, and I enjoy it thoroughly. Each of them are so unique to that person. It's, they're going through something, and they are, are, God is really, truly leading them in a certain direction. Your testimony, your witness of Jesus Christ in your life is so important. It is so important. It is a witness of God to the entire world. We'll see that in just a few minutes. But your testimony is powerful and it should be used as a tool to tell other people about Jesus Christ. Again, in our court systems we say, what was your eyewitness? What was your testimony? How did you see this? And that is exactly what your testimony is. If you will, your testimony is proof of God working in your life. It's proof of God working in your life. And when I hear people's testimony, there is no doubt in my mind that God is working in their life and has brought them to a point. The Bible talks about drawing all men to him. And I fully, I can't even express the amount that I believe that God draws people to him. And I've seen that time and time again. But I think sometimes we forget the power of our testimony. We forget the power that it has. Uh, Again, my testimony, uh, I've said it multiple times because I often talk about it here at church, but it happened several years ago. I mean, I was four years old when it happened. But listen, there's power in that testimony. There's power in telling people that I knew that I was a sinner. There's power telling people that I knew I needed someone to save me from that sin, and Jesus was that Savior. But have you ever thought about this? You have a testimony, but God has a testimony as well. God has a testimony as well. You say, isn't that part of what a testimony is? Well, yes, there's nothing better than a testimony straight from what we like to say from the horse's mouth. We want to hear it straight from the horse's mouth. So I want you to go to 1 John chapter 5. And actually, 1 John chapter 4 and verse 1, the Bible tells us here to try the spirits to try the spirits. So the question is this, how do we know that Jesus Christ is the one? How do we know that Johnny isn't just some crackpot who's hearing voices? How do we know that? How do we know he's not high on some drugs? How can we know for sure, how can we know that Jesus is God? Well, the Bible tells us, so let's go ahead and look at these testimonies here in 1 John chapter 5. Look at with me in verse 6. The Bible says, this is he that came by water. Speaking of Jesus, the Son of God, this is he that came by water and blood, even Jesus Christ. Not by water only, but by water and blood. And it is the Spirit that beareth witness, because the Spirit is truth. For there are three that bear record in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost, and these three are one. And there are three that bear witness in earth, the spirit, the water, and the blood. And these three agree in one. Before we get started into this, let's have a word of prayer. Father, thank you so much for this day. Thank you for the opportunity that we have to be here this evening. And Father, I thank you for those that have joined us and uh, interest in studying your word. I pray that tonight would be a help to them improving you and allowing that to affect our lives. Father, thank you so much for dying on the cross for our sins that we might know uh, you and have a relationship with you. We pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Again, I want to draw your attention to verse 6. This is he that came by water and blood. Jesus, the Bible says, came by water and blood. And John here is very specific in pointing out that he came not by water only. Again, look in that verse. He says, even Jesus Christ, not by water only, but by water and blood. Okay, so this has been interesting to me. Why is John making this such a, 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 an argument? Why is he drawing this out? Well, he also makes it very clear That the Spirit had something to do with this. Again, following the verse, and it is the Spirit that beareth witness because the Spirit is truth. And so you see here again, and then in verse uh, 8, about the water, the blood, and the Spirit. He's giving, giving us all of these things. But I think it's very important that we take some time and we go back we take a look at maybe what John is speaking of. So let's go to the book of John, the the Apostle John writing in John chapter 1. John chapter 1. Remembering here that the Spirit bears witness. John chapter 1 and verse 29. John chapter 1 and verse 29 The Bible says this, The next day John seeth Jesus coming unto him and saith, Behold the Lamb of God which taketh away the sin of the world. This is he of whom I said, After me cometh a man which is preferred before me, for he was before me. Verse 31, And I knew him not, but that he should be made manifest to Israel, therefore am I come baptizing with water. Look at verse 32, And John bare record, saying, I saw the Spirit descending from heaven like a dove, and it abode upon him. We understand this story. We understand that Jesus is being baptized by John, and now John is bearing record. He's going on record and testifying and saying, I saw the Spirit of God descend upon him like a dove, and it abode on him. Verse 33, the Bible says, And I knew him not, but he that sent me to baptize with water, The same said unto me, upon whom thou shalt see the Spirit descending and remaining on him, the same is he which baptizeth with the Holy Ghost. And I saw, I'm I'm an eyewitness and bear record that this is the Son of God. Do you see what just happened there? We've got the Spirit descending upon Jesus Christ and John seeing the Spirit. And upon the Spirit, that's the person who receives the Spirit and it stays upon him. This is the one which baptizes with the Holy Ghost. This is the Son of God. So John can bear record that this is the true Son of God because of the Spirit descending like a dove. And that was the message given to him. The message given to John was, hey, the person that you see the Spirit descending on and staying on, this is the, whole, the one who baptizeth with the Holy Ghost. But the Bible doesn't stop there. John chapter 15 and verse 26 and 27, the Bible says, But when the Comforter is come, whom I will send unto you from the Father, even the Spirit of truth, which draws us back to uh, 1 John chapter 5 and verse 6 at the end, it says, Because the Spirit is truth which proceedeth from the Father, watch this, it says, he shall testify of me. He shall testify of me. And ye also shall bear witness because ye have been with me from the beginning. So again here, understand that the Spirit is here to testify of Jesus Christ. The Spirit is a witness or he is bearing record of Jesus Christ. And he is telling us that it is so important to even our testimony. At the end of verse 27, it says, the Bible says, And ye shall also bear witness of me, because ye have been with me from the beginning. So it's very important to understand we have the Spirit very active in Jesus' ministry. How he came, how he got to this point. But I want you to see 1 John chapter 5 and verse 7. The Bible says, And there are three that bear record in heaven. There are three that are representing, they are giving, going on record to say that Jesus is Christ. There are three that bear record in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost. And these three are one. Now, we could take a lot of time here and spend a lot of time on the Trinity and how we believe that God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit are three in one. They are one, and these three are One. But for sake of time, let's just focus in on their record. Two times, two times the words of God the Father came out of heaven saying, This is my beloved Son. One said, In whom I am well pleased. The other saying, Hear ye him. Once we see Jesus' baptism. If you were to go back, you would see God speaking out of heaven when that dove descends And God would say out of heaven, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. So we can see that God the Father, bear witness. He went on record as saying, this is Jesus Christ, my son in the flesh. And the second time, anybody remember the second time? Once at the baptism, the second time at Jesus' transfiguration. Jesus is on the Mount of Transfiguration. Elijah and Moses come down and Jesus is transfigured before Peter, James, and John. And again, out of the voice of heaven when Peter's trying to say, let's build a tabernacle for them. Out of heaven the voice comes, this is my beloved son, hear ye him. So God spoke from heaven. God audibly spoke from heaven. And Peter writes later in 1 Peter saying, listen, we heard the voice of God in that mountain. We understand that. We know that. This is the witness of God. Now, the Bible is very interestingly saying, and John interestingly writes, the Father, the Word. The Word. And I want you to understand that this is important. John chapter 1 Verses 1 and 2, the Bible says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. And so the, the Word is God, and again, the Bible is talking about Jesus Christ, the Word, and saying that it's God. So the Word is telling us that the Word is God. Again, it's a testimony. It is in heaven. God the Father, the Word, and then as we have saw before, again, the Holy Ghost descending as a dove and saying, this is the one, this is Jesus the Christ. And so you might be asking yourself, what does all of this have to do with anything? What does all of this have to do with me personally? Well, again, I want you to understand that specifically here in verse 7. God the Father, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Ghost all bear record that Jesus Christ is the Son of God in the flesh. And so you might be wondering, hey, how do I know that Jesus Christ is real? How do I know he's the one I should be trusting in? How do I know that he's the one who gives me eternal life? Well, I want you to know that there are three that bear record in heaven. Heaven itself is telling you that he is. He is. That he is Jesus Christ, God in the flesh. But the Bible doesn't stop there. Verse 8. And there are three that bear witness in earth. The spirit, again, the water and the blood. And these three agree in one. These are not three in one. These three agree in one. So we, have also, we also have to establish that there are things on this earth that testify of God being fully in the flesh through Jesus Christ. There were three things: spirit, water, and blood. Now I want to take you through just a little bit of a journey, so hang on with me. There is very little doubt that all mankind is born of water. We talk about it all the time. We, we, uh, if a lady is giving birth, her water breaks. There's being born of water, but there must be a spiritual birth as well. Spirit. And water. Most of you know probably where I'm going. John chapter 3. Go to John chapter 3 with me. This is the passage that talks to us about being born of water and of the Spirit. John chapter 3, verses 1 to 6. The Bible says there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. The same came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God. For no man can do these miracles that thou doest, except God be with him. Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus saith unto him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is Spirit, and it can continue all the way through even verse 16, 17, and on. The fact of the matter is this. This is Jesus, born of water and born of the Spirit. Let me prove that to you. Matthew 1.18, the Bible says, No, the birth of Jesus Christ was on this wise, when as his mother Mary was espoused to Joseph before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Ghost. She was found with child of the Holy Ghost. Luke 1.35, And the angel answered and said unto her, The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore also that holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. I want you to understand this evening that very simply Jesus Christ had was born of the Spirit. He came of the Spirit, but he was born Physically. We know that he was born of Mary. We know the whole story. Luke chapter 2 goes all the way through that whole story and and tells us that Jesus was born of a woman in the flesh. And so he was born of Mary. He was born of water and of the Spirit. And this is bearing record to us. The Spirit, the water. But I want you to turn over with me to John chapter 5. John chapter 5, just a few more proofs of Jesus Christ being the Son of God. John chapter 5 and verse 31, the Bible says this. If I bear witness of myself, my witness is not true. Okay, let's just stop there. Who's the best witness? It's not myself because I could lie, especially if I'm the one on trial. Well, Jesus is on trial here. They're asking him. They're asking him some of these things. And he says, listen, if I bear witness of myself, my witness is not true. There is another that beareth witness of me. And I know, that, I know that the witness which he witnesseth of me is true. Ye sent unto John, and he bear witness unto the truth. He's talking about John the Baptist. But I receive not testimony from man. But these things I say that ye might be saved. He was a burning and a shining light, and ye were willing for a season to rejoice in his light. But I have a greater witness than that of John. He says, I have a greater witness than that of John. And here it is, for the works which the Father hath given me to finish, the same works that I do bear witness of me that the Father hath sent me. He's saying, listen, the works that I do and I'm going to do all the way up to the cross, these are works that that prove, that testify that I am of God. And Nicodemus said it in John chapter 3. No man can do the things that you have done except he be from God. But the Bible doesn't stop there. John chapter 12 and verse 17. John chapter 12 and verse 17. A little bit of the story behind this is Lazarus is dead. He had been dead for several days and now they come and they, they basically cry to Jesus and say, Had you been here, he would not have died. Yet Jesus says, He just sleepeth. He ends up healing Lazarus and bringing him back to life and he comes out of the grave. But look at verse 17. The people, therefore, that was with him when he called Lazarus out of his grave and raised him from the dead, bear record. They were there. They saw it, the works that he was doing. There were people rising from the dead for this cause. The people also met him for that. They heard that he had done this miracle. And when he does the miracles, people come running to him. Listen, there are things that the Spirit was doing in and through Jesus Christ. Because he was born of the Spirit, and because he was born of the Spirit and of water, he was physically doing them in front of people's eyes. It was something spectacular. But there's another element that we haven't talked about. We've seen the Spirit, we've seen the water, but what about blood? What about blood? Leviticus chapter 17, and verse 11, the Bible says this, For the life of the flesh is in the blood the life of the flesh is in the blood. This is so, so important. We understand he's born of the Spirit. He was God born of the Spirit. He was born of water. He took upon him the form of a man. But what I want you to understand is he didn't just take upon him the form of a man. The Bible says that he became flesh. The life of the flesh is in the blood. He had Blood running through him. Blood running through his veins. John chapter 1 and verse 12, the Bible says, but as many as received him, to them gave he the power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name, which were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. Listen, when you're born of man, you have blood. In verse 14, and the word was made flesh and dwelt among us and we beheld his glory. The glory is of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Jesus Christ literally had blood running through his veins. What does that mean? This means that he not only took upon him the form of man, but he was in all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin because the spirit was acting. You see, there are so many things at work here and all of these things agree in one. He took upon him everything that man experienced. All the fleshly lusts that we have, he had. All of the problems that we have, he could have had because he had blood running through his veins. He didn't just take upon him the form. He was all man. And all of these things, again, 1 John chapter 5 and verse 8, and there are three that bear witness in earth, the Spirit, the water, and the blood, and these three agree in one. What do they agree? Jesus Christ was God in the flesh. God completely and utterly in the flesh. But there's also another time that water and blood are significant. Listen, all throughout the Bible, you can see water and blood. You can see water and blood when Moses turned the water into blood in Egypt. You can see water and blood when they were supposed to rinse off things from uh, their blood, from the sacrifice. But I want to show you another significant time, and that time is the death of Jesus Christ, John chapter 19. John chapter 19. Verse thirty, John chapter nineteen, and verse thirty. The Bible says this. When Jesus therefore had received the vinegar, he said, It is finished, and bowed his head and gave up the ghost. The Jews, therefore, because it was the preparation that the bodies should remain should not remain upon the cross on the Sabbath day, for that Sabbath day was an high day. They besought Pilate, that their legs might be broken and that they might be taken away. Then came the soldiers and brake the legs of the first and of the other, which was crucified with him. But when they came to Jesus and saw that he was dead already, they break not his legs. Look at verse 34. But one of the soldiers with a spear pierced his side, watch now, and forthwith came there out blood and water. Doesn't stop there. Look at verse 35. And he that saw it, watch, bear record. And his record is true. And he knoweth that he saith true that ye might believe. You see, all throughout this entire story, all throughout this entire thing, we see the Father, we see Jesus Christ, and we see the Spirit. And we see the Spirit working in the physical body of Jesus Christ. The water and the flesh, excuse me, and the blood and when it's all said and done, the water and blood, come on. listen, these are all to give record. These are all to testify that Jesus Christ is the true and living God in the flesh. So why? Why are you giving me all this information just so that I know that I've already believed that I've already understood that? As Pastor Levi aptly said, so that we can know that we know God. So we can know that we know God. If you'll go back to 1 John chapter 5. John gives us a little bit further insight as to why he's given us this information. John gives us this information so that our testimony is proof of God. And that God's testimony is proof of Jesus Christ look with me in verse 9 if we receive the witness of men if there's been a witness of men if we receive that the witness of God is greater for this is the witness of God which he hath testified of his son listen this is God saying this is my beloved son. This is the God, God. this is me in the flesh. It is Jesus Christ. Verse 10, he that believeth on the son of God hath the witness in himself. Do you see that? He that believeth on the son of God hath the witness in himself. He that believeth not God hath made him a liar because he believeth not the record that God gave of his son. You see, we have this witness in us. You guys know, right? You've been around church for a little while. What do you receive from God when you get saved? Anybody remember? The Holy Spirit. You receive the Holy Spirit. And so this is the witness of God in us. We have it in ourselves. He, we, God has given us the Holy Spirit. Romans 8 verse 15. For ye have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but ye have received the spirit of adoption whereby, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. The spirit itself beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. God has placed the Spirit in us. Ephesians chapter 1 and Ephesians chapter 2 tell us that the Spirit is the earnest of our inheritance. It's the down payment. It's the proof that Jesus Christ is coming back. This is where we stand. This is where we are. This is the record in us. Look at verse 10 again. He that believeth on the Son of God hath the witness in himself. But he that believeth not God hath made him a liar. Because he believeth not the record that God gave us of his son. Listen, anybody who does not believe that Jesus Christ is the son of God is a liar. They make God to be a liar. They're saying God is a liar because God's, what God said is not true. And everybody who doesn't believe that Jesus Christ came and died for, on the cross for their sins, they're calling God a liar, That's an important thing to remember. But check out verse 11. And this is the record. So we have a record. God has given us a record. But what is the record? Here's the record that God has given unto us eternal life. And this life is in his son. The record is simply this. We have eternal life. You see, Pastor Owens, again, this is so cyclical. It just kind of seems to go in a circle. It just doesn't seem to fully make sense. If you know your Bible at all, the Bible says that those who believe in Jesus Christ are written in the Lamb's book of life. Think about that. The Lamb's book of life. That's the record. God recorded that down. When you got saved, he recorded it down. This is the record we have. It is eternal life, Titus 1, 2. In hope of eternal life, which God that cannot lie promised before the world began. Listen, when we are saying to God, we don't believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. We are calling God a liar, but the Bible says that God cannot lie he is unable to do so. He cannot lie because we have a hope in eternal life. (laughs) God has given us a hope in eternal life. And this life, very simply in verse 12, excuse me, verse 11, this life is in his son. Is in his son. It is so very simple. John 3, 16, for God so loved the world, that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. This is the life. This is the record that God hath given unto us. But he continues, verse 12. He that hath the Son, very simply, hath life. And he that hath not the Son of God hath not life. Listen, if you don't have Jesus Christ, you've never believed God. You've never looked at the facts and said, "Okay, God has said and on the earth every other thing Jesus was born of the spirit, he was born of water and he had blood running, he was fully God, fully man. He came to this earth and died on the cross for instance. You don't have the son, you don't have life. You have the son, you have life. Mark it down. It's the record. It's the facts. But all of this, all of this written, verse 13, these things have I written unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God, that ye may know that ye have eternal life and that ye may believe on the name of the Son of God. Again, John, to me, just constantly writes in a circle. Listen, I'm writing unto you that believe in the name of the Son of God, that you might know that you have eternal life and that you might believe in the name of the Son of God. Because when you believe in the name of the Son of God, you have eternal life. That's the record. And when you have eternal life and you know it, you believe in the name of the Son of God. And guess what? That provides eternal life for other people because you begin testifying of it. And when you testify of it, people begin to search the scriptures and try to understand if what you're saying is true and the word is part of the things that bear witness in heaven and God bears witness and the spirit bears witness with our spirit. You ever seen the spirit working on somebody, bearing witness to them? Hey, what, what this is saying is true. The spirit working in your life, understand All of this is to make sure that you know you have eternal life through the Son of God. It still takes faith. It still takes faith. Listen, as a judge, I have to make people swear on the Bible. I will tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. And I have to take them at their word. I have to trust them. So listen, even with all the facts lined up, It still takes faith. But I want you to understand Jesus is the Son of God. And the Son of God is the only way we can have eternal life. John chapter 14 and verse 6. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. We can have eternal life in no other name. Listen, if you have the Son, you have life. This is is how you know this is your proof. I know there's, and listen, there are so many more verses that I kept out just for sake of time. Just do me a favor and go home tonight and just look up bear record or bear witness in the Bible. Just type it into your word search program and look it up. If you have a Strong's Concordance, then go ahead and look that up as well. But listen, just look those words up and you will see time after time after time after time where the Bible bears witness, the Spirit bears witness, God the Father bears witness, the water bears witness, the blood bears witness. All of these things are bearing witness and proving that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God. And he came to this earth and died on the cross for our sins. Listen, when we struggle with knowing, man, I just don't know if I'm saved. I just don't know if I have eternal life. This is the record. This is the record. And John very clearly lays it out for us. And John very persuadingly says, you don't have anything to worry about. If you have the son, you have life. If you have not the son, you have not life. So the question tonight is very simply this. I look across the room tonight, but you online, do you have the Son? Do you know Jesus Christ personally? Have you listened to the witness? Maybe somebody at work is talking to you and telling you, hey, listen, I have something for you. I want to tell you about someone. I've witnessed it myself. Maybe you have been reading the Bible and God has been witnessing to you. Whatever it may be, I challenge you, listen, take the proof, take the evidence and know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior and have eternal life. It is the best gift that we could ever have in this world. I hope this is a help to you. I hope this proves to you how you can know Jesus Christ. You can know that you know that you know that you have eternal life. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for this day. Thank you for the opportunity that you've given us. Father, it's so exciting to me to study your word and see how everything ties together and how wonderful and true it is. The Spirit bearing witness, God the Father, the Word, all bearing witness from heaven and then the works that Jesus Christ did on this earth, being fully God and fully man. Father, thank you. Thank you for proving it again to us. Sometimes we can get doubtful. Sometimes we can forget. Father, thank you again for your word showing us how true and living you are. Father, we'll just thank you for all that's done here in this place. And we pray all these things in your name. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. I really appreciate it. And again, I want to remind you that uh, next Sunday we'll be here at 6 o'clock. And uh, you are more than welcome to join us uh, here physically. Uh, but if you're joining us online, we appreciate that. And then September 20th is our church picnic and revision night. And September 27th, we'll be having our communion service here at the church at, at uh, 6 o'clock, I believe, is the time. But we'll give you that further as we go. So thank you so much for joining us tonight at Bible Baptist Church.